Welcome to the Daddyhood Rocks podcast with John Wolford and Brandon Miller. We are here to encourage you, empower you, and strengthen you so you can engage, level up, and have fun being a dad. We are going to have guests, deep conversations, hilarious stories, and insights that will give you the strength you need so you can be the dad you gotta be. And now, here are your hosts, John Wolford and Brandon Miller. Welcome to another episode of the Daddyhood Rocks podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us. We are here to help you engage, to level up, and to have fun being a dad. We are we we are loving this journey of being podcasters. Uh, each week, we're finding more people uh, jumping in and listening, and we hope that what we provide here gives you a boost. Uh, it's not easy being a dad, especially uh, getting yourself off the sidelines and into the game. Uh, we want to give you everything you need to to be the dad you got to be. So thanks for being here. And uh, one thing that we've done that's pretty cool is is partnering with uh, some organizations. What what do you have to say about partnering with the Adventure Challenge? Boy, I think that this is just it's such a cool partnership because it's um, it came out of you experiencing it. And so, you know, it, it came out of you having that knowledge. And so um, we've partnered with the Adventure Challenge. Uh, if you go to theadventurechallenge.com, you can check them out. You know, the Adventure Challenge, they, they aren't just for dads or for families. You know, they've got couples books, they've got solo books, they've got friend books. Um, and basically, if it's like the lottery, you scratch something off, it's got a little, um, I guess you could call it prompt. Um, of what what it would semi be about and you scratch it off and when you scratch it off you you do that challenge you have to do that challenge and you take pictures along the way and you most of all you make memories and uh, we're all about building bridges here memories absolutely build bridges so um, go to the adventurechallenge.com use the code daddyhood d-a-d-d-y-h-o-o-d Yep, I spelled that right. And um, use it in all caps and you get 10% off and it benefits the Daddy Hood Rocks podcast as well so that we can continue to um, get us out there for the dads that need to hear this podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for jumping in there, John. And uh, as far as the beginnings of this podcast, it was really kind of cool for me and my own mental health. Uh, during uh, this COVID stuff that we're in the middle of, I really, uh, I, I know as a mental health practitioner, one thing that I often will encourage people to do is to do something creative. And that helps you get out of your own head, do something that is that using, using your skills and your abilities, maybe trying something new. So I knew that, you know, having, you know, previous radio experience, having done, uh, you know, like editing, you know, video wise, I knew that that's something I wanted to do. So I thought, you know, I want to do a podcast, but what kind of podcast? So, uh, you know, I, I had some ideas and I posted on Facebook and, uh, you know, there are some people who posted, you know, you know, about, you know, dogs or about, uh, you know, this or that, about mental health stuff. And then uh, a friend of ours, Colleen Dorsla, she jumped in and she said, Brandon, you need to do a podcast about dads for dads. And she, she for years off and on has uh, watched our boys uh, in, in a daycare setting. She has a home daycare. Um, she's also helping us uh, as far as uh, doing uh, online education uh, while our boys are learning from home. She does bookkeeping and uh, tons of other stuff. But she's just more than that. She's a trusted friend and she's a single mom of, of many children, uh, some bio, some not bio. But she has a heart of gold, and she's uh, she inspired the beginnings of this podcast. And also, I think she has a great perspective on what it makes, what it takes to be a good dad, and uh, what kids need from their dads. So, in an unusual format, we when we chatted with Colleen, we had her put together a top ten list, kind of like you know David Letterman would. You know, what's the top ten things kids need from their dad? And Colleen delivered. What a great interview with her. She she holds nothing back, and just her 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 presence is appreciated. Her perspective is absolutely golden. So, without any further ado, here is our interview with Colleen Dorsla. 
welcome to another episode of the Daddyhood Rocks podcast. We are so excited to have you here. As always, we are here to help dads to engage, to level up, and to have fun being dads. And we have an amazing guest with us today. And not to overstate something, but our guest, Colleen Dorsla, is here because she's the reason why we have this podcast to a large degree. Uh, and so here in a moment, we'll pass the ball to you, Colleen, to introduce yourself and your your kids, your family. Uh, I want to tell a very brief story as far as how you inspired this podcast. A handful of weeks ago, well, actually now probably about two months ago, I posted on Facebook. Um, I was really just wanting to do something creative to help me, myself, with my own mental health, doing something creative. But I also, I really find, you know, doing stuff like this to be very helpful. So I thought, hey, I want to do a podcast. What should I do it on? I posted it. And I don't know exactly the, the words you said. Looks like you're sinking down into the sand. Is that some quicksand there, Colleen? <laughs> it's my bed. <laughs> All right. So a, a seaside bed there, cabana. So uh, so I posted and you you said to to a certain degree, you know, however you said it, you, you said you really should do a podcast for dads. And right. that that seed, that idea got stuck in there and I haven't looked back and it just it, you know, one thing led to another, was able to uh, think about my friend John to get him involved with this. Uh, definitely easier to do a podcast with a, a partner. And then just the number of and the quality of guests that we thought of, it's just been this growing, growing thing. We're super excited about that. So thank you for uh, planting that idea. And, and now this is kind of the, 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 the fruit of that labor, so to speak. So thank you. So Colleen, would you please introduce yourself to our, our listeners, uh, introduce your family, your kids. Tell us about you. So I am Colleen Dorsla, as Brandon has said. Um, I am a mother of four biological children, um, a handful of non-biological children, and I have a five-year-old granddaughter. Um, my kids are, gosh, how old are they now? All right, 13, 14, 15, and 25 are my biological. And then I have a 16-year-old goddaughter that lives with me. I have a 27-year-old goddaughter who's getting married in May who also lived with me. Um, and I think that's all the kids I have right now. You think that, <laughs> you know, you might want to double check that. I don't know. But uh, uh, well, that's maybe. good. So, Colleen, thank you for the introduction. Thank you for answering a couple questions. So uh, we have just a really neat opportunity ahead of us. We're going to do Colleen's top 10 things good dads need to do something like that. And and so you you are an observer and we've never really talked about this, but you you're very uh, observational. You you watch people. You're a people watcher, and 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 you're very not not in a creepy way, but but you're you you observe people, and you're also very honest. And that transparency, that honesty, really goes a long ways. And and as a single mom, you you have a lot to to see, and you have a lot of of valuable insight that our listeners, I think, need to hear as they move forward in their daddyhood journeys. In David Letterman style, we, we have this top 10 list of, of things kids need from their dad. So number 10, Colleen, what do you have for us? Because I didn't put them in order, but I'm going to say is to play with them from a young age, especially the first five years. In, in your mind, why is that so important? Um, I think that's where the bonds grow. Um, but I also just think that children learn through play and with the imaginative play, that's where the kids are really going to see the foundation of what um, their dad is about. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. I'm, I'm really bad about this. This is my my one thing I want to improve on is, you know, when my kids bring a massive Lego set to me and say, Dad, can we do this? And I'm like, eh, let's do that later. But in all actuality, Legos are a blast. And so largely, um, my four oldest love to play with them, love to create with them. So I would say Legos are probably the go-to. Number nine, what else is on the list of things dads need to do with their kids? To show up to their activities. Mm. 
I just think the support as a child is growing to have the support from not only their mom, but their dad. I think dads kind of um, get lost in the world of what their role is. And so especially if they have like um, a child that is doing dance or like you said, Legos, they could be in a Lego competition or something and they're not interested. So they would rather stay home or they would rather come home and chill out because they had a stressful day at work. Um, It seems like no offense to you guys, but a lot of dads are able to come home from work and not deal with the kids right away. Um, they need to, I just got home from work. I heard that so much growing up. And so I do think, um, that showing up for the activities after, you know, your, your normal day is important. We really believe in our tagline of engaging and leveling up and, and having fun because it really builds those bridges with your children. And when you make excuses, it really shoot, you shoot yourself in the foot to engage and to level up and have fun. So. Uh, yeah, no excuses, dads. That's huge. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I think a way that you can engage even more is to become involved in those activities. Don't just show up. Um, you know, coach that team. Yeah. Um, you know, learn learn your daughter's cheerleading moves. You know, do the high kick. I don't care. Uh, you know, my yeah. stepdaughter's getting ready to do color guard, a, a color guard cadet program. You'll you'll be uh, remiss if you don't think that uh, I'm going to try and spin that flag. So <laughs> we, we need some video and, footage. And of she's that. gonna she's going to think she's going to say you're embarrassing her and blah blah blah. But when she's forty, she's going to remember that. So the next thing um, that goes along with that is something Jonathan just said too. But to spend the meaningful, consistent time with them, yeah. um, and. You know, that can be like every night it's we read a story or just stuff that they know is going to happen no matter what. Um, A lot of times I've noticed, especially um, with daycare kids or having foster kids, um, a lot of the children, not just dads, but moms also, nothing was ever consistent. And so they never had like the nighttime routine with dad or they never, no one could ever say, oh, I used to do this with my dad. And one thing that I remember most is, um, speaking of coffee, is on Saturday mornings, I lived on Long Island. My dad would always take me to the coffee truck with him and um, half of that coffee would go into the refrigerator and then I would get to have iced coffee with him later. And so when I was younger, I, my mom used to, you know, stop giving her coffee. But like, that's something that, um, my dad exited my life, um, probably when I was around 10 or 11. Um, but that is something that, as you can see, I've carried on and it's coffee and it's meaningful to me. And so, and it was consistent. So it's important to make those those memories and those bonds to keep their word. This is really big, Um, especially I'm going to say for dads with daughters. Mm. Um, I think very much that um, girls, your their father is their first love, their first heartbreak, the first person that is there to protect them, um, to teach them how to be treated from a man. And so if they are, if they know that their dad isn't going to follow through, what are they going to expect from their husband, their partner, whatever, when they get older? Um, So this is of the utmost importance, but also for the man raising two men. It's very, or a man. (laughs) I keep thinking of you, Brandon, which are two little men. But like, I think that that's the most important thing. You know, we know things come up and it's important to teach them flexibility. But, you know, if you say you're going to do something later tonight, if you can't do it later tonight, you make that a priority the next day. And you don't just like push it to the side. Yeah. You know, like it's not important because it is. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I think we we went through that with my stepdaughter um, as her dad kind of exited her life. Um, you know, it's it's all these promises that, oh, I'll be back soon. I'll be back soon. Or 
um, you know, he was back two to three times a month and then all of a sudden he just wasn't there. And so you just see how that, that ripped from a young lady's life. So yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on. And I think also the, the follow through on a promise, Liam, don't make a promise that you can't keep. And then when you do make a promise as a dad, it's real again, kind of, you know, getting rid of those excuses. Uh, you know, I know, I mean, when, when I'm tired, when I'm exhausted, when I have nothing left in my tank, but I promise to do an activity with my boys, you know, I, I'm going to do it. It's, uh, it's hard. I'm, I might not be excited about it, but I do it. Um, and because it's something that they're expecting, they've been looking forward to all day or 24 hours. And it's like, daddy, are we going to do this thing? And it's like, in my heart, I think, you know what? I don't want to do it, but. But the thing is, it's going to mean the world to them. And then usually in the process, I end up having fun, too, because I'm a fifth yep. grader. So. All right. Colleen, what do you have next? Um, to help with domestic things around the house. Um, and this goes kind of both ways. I truly believe and God help me for saying this publicly, but I do believe that there is um, a, things women do and things men do. But I also know that like they cross over. Um, but I think it's important for children to see their mom and dad um, doing it together or working together to make sure it happens. Because I'm in, especially with women that are now back to work. Yeah. You can't teach a child that women, again, they come home, they go to work just like their dad does. And then they come home and they're supposed to cook dinner and they're supposed to read, you know, give you a bath. Like women cannot do it all. No, I know we like to think we do, <laughs> but we can't. And so it's important, especially going into this time of the world of we don't know what exactly these kids are going to be facing in 20 years. Look how much has yeah. changed. So we need to prepare them as much as we possibly can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Role flexibility is so important. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you live life in, in seasons and during COVID Palooza, which absolutely sucks. Um, you know, so everyone's together. And, you know, I've used this phrase before. It's a lot like trying to brush your teeth while eating Oreo cookies, trying to keep a house clean, trying to stay <laughs> on top of all those duties uh, try, and dealing with your own mental health, your own struggles, and then, you know, scheduling logistics here at the Miller Manor. It's been absolutely nuts and trying to stay on top of the dishes or the laundry or whatever just in general house cleaning it it's it's been a struggle and so just stay staying in that unified front and communicating through it is super important and and not giving again not making excuses to duck out of those responsibilities so the huge good one okay another one um we were we're gonna say to Discipline. Mm. Um, so this, I guess, is more like number five. So it's like halfway in between. I think discipline is very important. Um, I am a very strict, scheduled, organized mother. Um, my house may not look like it. It's, um, you know, I work better under chaos. But... <laughs> My kids, we always know what's going on. Like I have a calendar. And so not only am I teaching my kids to discipline themselves like emotionally, but to just make their life more disciplined, um, right. you know, and so like that's it all goes together to me. Um, my kids all were in therapy. I'm still in therapy. And that's all part of like. <laughs> that's all part of, you know, discipline. Discipline is not just correcting them yeah. because they were wrong. It's all, you know, it's, you know, let's not let them drink soda all day long. Cause we as adults know that it's not good for them because we don't want them battling with obesity when they're 50, like I am, you know, and stuff like that. So it's, and even so like, I'm very flexible with what my kids eat but they're aware of everything. They're aware of my struggles. So like discipline on all levels. I think that's good. And now what do you, as far as a 
a dad being a part of that, kind of being a part of the the tag team process of making sure everyone's on the same page. How would you recommend dads do that to make sure they're engaged with that part of, of child upbringing? Um, so if <clears throat> I would say using either a parenting app mm. or there's amazing parenting apps or the two parents getting together and figuring out the best way um, to make it work. I co-parent with my ex and you know, my kids have never had a sleepover at his house, but we're okay with that. Okay. And I just think it's all based upon what's in the best interest of the kids. And so um, he has a totally different culture than I do. And so I think pretty much like we culture the American culture. Um, but I really think as far as like, either co-parenting or even living together, working jobs, who's going here, who's going where. You need some sort of communication. A Google calendar with tasks on it works for two parents. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really matter where you are. Even in the COVID world, I mean, you're upstairs while Kira's working downstairs. You still need to know when I come down those stairs, are the kids going to need lunch? Exactly. You know, and so it's important that like it's all... You know, the kids, the kids shouldn't be in the middle of our chaos. We should always be together no matter what, even if we're feeling chaotic. I love that. That's huge. Yeah. Very cool. All right. What, what next? Um, I'm over here reading my list to figure out how to put them in order. Okay. We're going to say um, to allow them to be who they are. Mm. Um, and this one is really hard. I think probably the hardest for not just dads, but for moms. Um, but more so, I think for fathers to accept that maybe their son isn't the way they wanted their son to be or their daughter, whatever. But, um, we have got to allow them to be who they are Yes, because 18 comes really fast. And if they leave your house and they're not secure in who they are, you're going to be dealing with like a 45 year old who still needs mental health. So what are some practical things that you would recommend as far as dads? And I guess that's kind of part of engaging. How, how should dads engage to, to help encourage their, their sons or daughters to, to be who they are? Um, getting to know them by playing with them, enjoying the Legos that Jonathan hates, um, <laughs> listening to the stories of Titanic that Xander tells, you know, <laughs> um, over that really, and over and over again and over, <laughs> but like, you can't shoot that down no. from them. And I think that, um, Speaking from experience and with my own children, um, my ex has a way of thinking and um, he doesn't understand. Like, for example, my kids should play sports. My boys are like six, one and six foot. And, you know, he's like, they should be playing soccer. They should be playing this. But never once did he take them to do this. You know, so he sits there and instills all of these things he wants them to be verbally, but not with action. So right. it's important to, I'm sure one of, I, I'm sure they're going to end up doing sports, especially Elijah. But when they're little, you start to instill what type of person they're going to be. I do believe that if he would have been hands-on sports from when they were little, one of them would have took to it. Um, but you don't sit there telling them everything you want them to be. And you think they should be without supporting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But you also have to put up with the things that you don't want them to be. So oh, to yeah. support it one way or another. So they are their own developing person. They're, a, they're their own human being. And, and if they, if you try to squeeze them into your own mold, I mean, you know, something that doesn't fit in the molds, it's going to pop out once, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're out of the home. And sometimes that popping out of a mold is not a, a pretty thing. No. 
Yeah, well, I only I said from one of a kid from a kiddo that I had living with me, he was a square and I was trying to fit him into my circle. And no matter what I tried to do to where I thought I was making his life better, I was actually ruining who he was hmm. along the way um, because he could never be the circle. I thought he could be and because it was what I wanted him to be, not what God chose for him to be. Was that a tough, yeah. tough realization to come to? Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, and it still is when I like see how happy he is and how, how much more successful, like, or how, how much his behavior has calmed. I still worry about him constantly because he's still not in the best situation. Um, but yeah, it's it's very hard because I do still feel that his life could be so much better. Um, but that's not up to me to push on him. We all want what's best for our kids. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes what we feel is best is not what's best for them. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. see, men aren't as, um, which goes on to like one of my other ones, but men aren't always in tune showing their emotions. Exactly. Um, and so that, that plays into it. Like they're not, a, a mom is going to be more like the hugging and the kissing. And whereas the husband or the, the father isn't so much doing that as they get older. And so the kid isn't secure in their relationship with their father. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one thing that I um, am thankful for is my wife who has kind of pushed back on um, how I parent in that respect or in that regard, um, because we're watching Notre Dame football game. And uh, I look at one of my sons and I say, uh, you're going to play for Notre Dame one day. Oh yeah. I'm going to play for Notre Dame one day. And I look at my older son and I say, you're going to play for Notre Dame one day. And he goes, I'm not going to play any sports. Uh, okay. That, that didn't make sense to me. I was this athlete growing up and I love sports and I was going to play for Notre Dame one day football. And somehow I was going to play for my, my university in basketball and it was just going to be this magical thing. And, and so my wife has had to push back on me and, you know, they are their own person and they're going to be their own person. And if you're not willing to accept that, then just like you said, they're going to exit your home, not feeling confident in themselves and very confused. Absolutely. Yep. And so that does tie into, uh, I don't know if you're planning on doing this one next, but what what's the, the next one on your list as far as dealing with emotions, Colleen? I was going to say to show all emotions physically and emotionally. Um, and I'm going to, I have to tell a short little story about that and why I feel that's so important. Um, I used to work in property management and um, we, the office that I worked at dealt with a lot of low income families. And um, <clears throat> I don't even know, like we may need to edit this. So I'm warning you now. Okay. okay. <laughs> but it's all good. what really has stuck with me is that we have this culture of teenagers or young black men or young men in particular who don't have any empathy whatsoever and do not care about the life of anyone else. And I always go back to this memory of I was sitting in my office at my desk and I had a glass table and this little boy was two years old and he went running and banged his head right into the corner of my glass table. And immediately it started like he started to cry and that dad continued cry i'll give you something to cry about no. keep crying i'm gonna put you in the car man up man up and i just thought if that is what they were teaching our two-year-olds that it obviously hurt him yeah. like he may have even needed stitches um, but you know, it was, it was right here and I know blood gushes from there, you know, but like, what do we expect these young men to think when they're older? Because they're being told at two years old, 
don't cry. Don't cry. Stop crying. And we're really, you know, to man up. Um, and then, so that's important. I also think, um, and this is another proud moment of me with my kids. So my boys are 14 and 15, um, but they hug. They hug their dad. They hug everybody um, when they go and see my my family. But And also every time they get off the phone with a family member, all right, bye, I love you. Yeah. And I think for them to be teenagers, that is, I, I just love hearing it. Yeah. I love the fact that they're not scared to hide that. Um, me as a woman, me as a mom, um, do you know, once I hit like 11, I hardly got hugged. And now it's awkward for me to hug my children, um, to hug other people's, you know, especially doing foster care, um, to hug other people's kids once they turn like 10 or 11. And I never understood why until I went to therapy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's important, especially for um, a dad to show a child it's okay to feel this way. Don't let it, you know, control your whole life, but please feel your feelings. Absolutely. What's the best way for us as dads to kind of push back against that, um, that thought process that we need to man up? What's the best way for us to do that? Letting them see you, not always, you know, let them see you when you're having a hard time without it being an angry hard time let or even if like you're going through something and you can't interact with them at that time come back and say i'm sorry dad was having a bad a bad moment i had to go take some time to readjust kind of explain to them help them put words to their feelings you know help them understand it's okay to be angry without beating somebody up or throwing stuff it's okay to cry um it's okay to be sad, you know, just let reassure them all the time, but the, they need to see you go through those feelings too. Oh yeah. In the fall, um, I, I lost a good friend of mine. Um, that uh, he was, uh, I, he was my first, uh, well, one of my first college roommates and we've been friends for a long time and he, he died in his sleep. And, uh, I, I was sitting on our back, our covered patio and Xander, my eight year old now, uh, he came out and he, he was, he is full of compassion anyway. And he asked so many questions and he just, he has such a big heart and he, he was at, he, you know, he asked a billion and two questions about why, why I had tears in my eyes. And, and so I was able to share about my friend and, and, uh, he, he is such a, well, in that moment, he was a very good listener. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the cool thing is, you know, we talked about the need for comfort, the need for, for grieving well, to be sad and it's okay to be sad. And, and fast forwarding, um, the last snow that we got maybe about a, a month ago, um, this was heartbreaking because in COVID Palooza, one of the biggest things for kids is not being able to spend time with their friends. And that's been really affecting my two boys. And Xander had made a snowman in the front yard and the next day it warmed up enough to melt. And I, I looked outside and I saw him like just kneeling in the front yard and I opened the door and said, Xander, what's you up to? And he was bawling. And so I called him in. Xander. I called him in and, and we talked about it. And it wasn't just that a, a snowman melted. That was a representation of a, a, a temporary friend. placeholder friendship. Um, and so he said, I, I was able to hug him and I was able to talk to him. And, and so we talked about, you know, well, what, what do you need most right now? And he, and he looked at me and said, Daddy, I just need some comfort. And so he came and gave me this huge hug. And we just sat right in front of the front door, just on the floor. And he was able to share his emotions with me. And was it comfortable? Was it easy? No. Uh, was it something that, that my wife and I try to model as the best, as best as we can? Absolutely. And I think that will serve both our boys pretty well. With that said, Aww, that makes me so sad for Xander. Oh I could totally see him doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was tough. And uh, we, we talked through it. And now uh, we talked about, you know, how snow is definitely always going to melt uh, and what could be another placeholder temporary friend until we can do some, you know, FaceTime with our other friends. And so I ended up that afternoon going to uh, Field and Stream and getting a stuffed animal for him. And, uh, and so that turned into, a, a, you know, kind of a fun sort of thing, but a, a new 
temporary friend, which was kind of fun. All right. Which was a megalodon, kind of the shark thing. He's like so excited to get a shark, right? <laughs> so, Colleen, what do you have next for us? Um, something that you and Kara are really good at modeling um, to respect, support, and love the other parent. Mm. And this is um, really, I think, important no matter what, like whether you're together or not together. Um, I think that even if you are married, like when I went through my divorce, um, actually we're not even divorced yet, but when I left my husband, um, we had spent probably three years unhappy and fighting constantly. Um, I left him before and then I, we, I let him come back. Um, but my kids watched that. And so, um, they were, I don't even remember how old they were. I left again in 2015, but basically, um, they were so relieved when I left that I'll never forget this. Like it, it was around Christmas time and, um, I, I needed enough money to be able to move with. And they had basically was like, mom, return our Christmas gifts. And they were young. I mean, they were like nine, 10 and 11. Wow. Um, like, like, so they were so relieved, but it didn't interfere with their love for their dad. Um, but they just knew how much we needed to be apart. And so um, that was pretty eye opening too. So me and that, me and, you know, I never, ever since we've been apart, like when we were together, I'm not going to plead the innocent mom because I was not. And if I could go back and redo it, I would. Um, but as of right now, I constantly, like, we communicate, you know, we don't argue over money. We don't argue. There, there's no point in it. You know, yeah. he sees his kids every day. And that's, you know, another thing is, like, it's important for the parents to just always show a united front, even when you don't agree. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of kids and I, I see this with my daycare kids are good at playing Miss Colleen against daddy, Miss Colleen against mommy or Miss Colleen against both of them because they see things from the child's aspect versus the bigger aspect. But they're so good at just telling their parts, you know, that they're playing those parents, too. And so it's important to never respond. Like if someone comes to you and says, Hey daddy, can I have a chocolate chip cookie before bed? Did you ask your mother yet? Yes. Always say that because nine times out of 10, they, you know, your kid's going to be honest, I think, but a lot, if you don't say, did you ask your mother, you're just going to be like, yeah, sure. Have a cookie. And then the mom's going to come storming up the stairs. Why did you say that? You know? And so it's little things like that. That is huge. Just finding that unified front. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, um, for divorced parents, this is especially huge. When my <laughs> ex-wife and I, um, were going through that process, uh, I, I hated her guts and and i made that known i was not happy i wasn't happy with how i was left and the reason i was left um i i called her i yelled at her told her she was a bad parent in front of the kids at one point and you know now we stand we meet funny enough at a police station it's just kind of a halfway point um but we meet there and we stand there and sometimes we'll talk for an hour even and it's been probably three months now but somebody rolled up on us um and they had just gotten done you it, you could see that they were fighting with their significant other they rolled up and said i really respect how you guys handle wow. and and talk to each other and so that was kind of an eye-opener for me you know people are seeing that and we're modeling this behavior that needs to become the norm in divorces because these kids see that and then that's what they expect out of their relationships when they get older. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Colleen, what's next on the top 10 list? This is the number one to be there regardless. 
And this is very important for dads, especially when you have baby mama drama. Um, again, whether you're together or apart. Um, sometimes even when people are still married, they've checked out. And when they check out on the mom, they check out on the whole family. Um, my eldest daughter, who's 25, um, her father, I, I mean, he knew pregnant, but he didn't care. When I gave birth, I sent him pictures. He didn't care. Um, but let him tell it. I kept him away from her. You know why? Because I never took him to court for child support. Because I never fought for him to be in my daughter's life. Mm. I do not think that moms should be the only ones fighting for their kids. No. Um, so that's the biggest thing is to be there no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's going on with the other parents. Um, let your child know that you are their dad and you are going to be there no matter what. Um, I've just I've had so many like coming up with this list was quite difficult for me um, because, like I said, my dad left, um, didn't fight to see me. So I didn't see him for like seven years. Um, but I then had like my stepdad then came into my life. And then so, and then this other lady that helped raise me, Noreen, her husband. Yeah. So it's like, God always gave me what I needed. Um, but you, you asked my daughter and like, it's still very difficult for her, um, to even balance. Why didn't my dad fight for me? Yeah. So I couldn't imagine not seeing my kids every day. And so even, yeah. you know, when I left my husband, I allowed him to come over to my house. I couldn't imagine my daughter not seeing him every day because she was daddy's little girl. Just because we're not together doesn't impact them. So that every other weekend type of stuff where, or you can call at seven o'clock on Tuesday, that's for the birds. And how we think that that should be the way that it is. It's my time. No, it's not it's your kid's time. Yes. And so the, it's just crazy to me that moms and dads are out here with that because it's not fair. Yeah. Without a doubt, man. Well, Colleen, I, I have one on, uh, well, one more unscripted question. So you don't, you didn't even see this coming, but I'm sure you'll have something to to, to offer here at the end. So one thing we, we do uh, ask most of our guests is just in general, is there any other advice just in general that you feel like, so this podcast is mostly for like young dads or new dads, or maybe dads who for the first time, you know, started to get engaged into the life of their children. What do they need to hear most from, from you today? They do get older. They do move out. You do get your bed back. Um, and it doesn't last forever. And that's, that's the most important thing, I think, is that the time still goes on while you're in the middle of being about yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, Colleen, we really appreciate your willingness to be a part of uh, a, a podcast for dads. Thank you for inspiring this podcast for dads. And uh, is, yeah, uh, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap up the show? Nope. All right. Enjoy the rest of your tropical vacation and uh, <laughs> watch out Watch out for the, the quicksand. It, it's been, you know, pretty brutal at times. Have I been thinking? Yeah, it's really times. my laptop that I have to keep adjusting. <clears throat> So my puppies are, you know, jumping oh, around. That's, That'll that's do it. <laughs> oh, yes. All right, Colleen. All right. Take care of yourself. And I know that our our, right. our listeners are going to definitely benefit from all that you've shared. So thank you so much. And uh, Thanks, stay safe. Thanks, Brandon. It was nice meeting you, John. Thank you. We're so thankful that we were able to have Colleen on. Colleen, man, she just does not pull any punches and she 
keeps it real. And I think a lot of dads need to hear that. Um, I think they need to hear the realness behind a, a single mom's voice um, because she knows what it's like to be in both positions, um, both shoes. And um, we're, I'm just so thankful that you, uh, first of all, know her and brought her on. So Brandon, thank you very much. Absolutely. And um, I, I hope our listeners get something out of that. I don't know how they won't. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Brandon, I had an interesting week this week. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? <laughs> oh, do tell. Do do tell. All right. Let, let's take a deep breath and we'll just carry on. All right. So you had an interesting week, huh? What, what happened, dude? So as our listeners know, I have twins and I was holding Alexis. Um, and she has gotten into this phase where she likes to rear her head back and um, headbang as far forward as she can. Yep, exactly. And uh, I was holding her directly in front of my face, and she did that and hit me on the lip. Now, I don't have a fat lip, thankfully. Um, not any fatter than usual anyway. But... <laughs> One thing that did happen was my two front buck teeth got stuck inside my top lip. They literally penetrated the skin and they were stuck there. And I had to go to my wife who was in the middle of a Zoom meeting and go, my teeth are stuck in my lip. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so in the middle of the Zoom meeting, she's like, oh, okay, honey, uh, just hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll call my sister. Her sister is a dental assistant. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I ended up having to peel my lip off of my teeth um, after my daughter tried to knock my teeth out. So, yeah. Well, was it a bleeder? It was a bleeder. It was a bleeder. Yeah. Man. That, yeah. You know, thanks for telling the tooth about that. I mean, the truth about that. Oh yeah, 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 no problem. You're, you're really, you're really flossing those jokes out, aren't you? <laughs> Don't give me no lip, <laughs> man. So Brandon, uh, along <clears throat> with that, you know that's that's rough. But do you have a powerful daddyhood moment this week? Sometimes there's power in the small things. Um, th just as far as uh, on the home front with our logistics and my wife's work schedule and uh, just uh, stuff going on health wise, a lot on our plates and just really, it was, it was a rough week and I wanted to check out early. Um, however, staying engaged, leveling up and having fun, even when you don't feel like it. And the you, earlier today, um, there are times when my youngest is really good at being kind of like me being an incredible, butt just being mean and ornery. And yet today, uh, so a lot of times when we're doing this recording, uh, our boys will have the privilege of, if they earn it, of having a living room night where they can camp out on our hide-a-bed. And they wanted to, to expand that idea to having a like a blanket fort night. Nice. Uh, and so um, I, I hate that our living room is an utter chaotic mess. And so I was really <laughs> biting my lip, uh, biting my tongue, not saying everything that I was thinking about the mess. Um, so, uh, you know, I didn't start bleeding. Don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> but just really, you know, being careful not to speak out of my frustration. And, and my youngest, AJ, he was just really kind of kind and sweet. Not to try to get his way, because we'd already said yes to the, the blanket fortnight, but I think he saw that that uh, I was trying really hard to uh, keep it together, and just we ha we have this really cool way of doing like these little inside jokes of whether it's a certain look that we give each other and then we'll just laugh hysterically, or he'll give me he's not overly affectionate, but uh, just randomly he'll give me like this huge hug, and it's like the most heartfelt thing ever. So this evening when I really uh, was uh, in not not a great spot. He gave me this random hug that that melted my heart, and 
we we have this really funny greeting now that just came out of nowhere. We'll see each other and we'll just give each other like these big eyes, like until someone laughs. So it's kind of like chicken. And so, uh, so yeah, it's so powerful daddyhood moment in that still trying to engage, you know, even when life is real and life is hard, um, still having those connection moments with your kids. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it, man. All right. That sounds great. And you know what, for that powerful <laughs> daddyhood moment and you powering through that mess, I'm going to give you the powered up award. I, I appreciate how you power through uh, the things that come your way every day. Uh, that's a positive experience. Yeah, I wouldn't be negative about it. Thank you. I, you know, I, I will prepare a an acceptance speech uh, here within the week. So th thank you. That means a lot, dude. I, really I look do. forward to that speech. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll perform an interpretive dance or something too. I don't know. Oh, but, beautiful. Yes, yes. Prepare to be amazed. <laughs> Man. Well, thank you. And so uh, as far as this week goes, we appreciate dads who are listening, single moms like Colleen who are listening, anyone who's listening. Um, you don't have to be here. You have other choices that you can spend your time, whether it's, you know, do doom scrolling Facebook or, you know, just getting lost in, in YouTube bunny trails or, you know, other things you can listen to. But yet you're choosing to listen to this podcast for, for 35, 38, 40 minutes. And that tells us that you value what we're putting on the table. So hope you know we value you. We are so excited and so thankful for just the, the role of, of daddyhood. And we, we have big dreams for this to, to grow and to be even more of a benefit to dads. So, so stay tuned for that. And we hope we can deliver but just one week at a time. We're going to put on the table things that we think are going to really give you uh, just a, a boost of, of confidence, a boost of energy, and just some fun, maybe a few good laughs too. So, John, any last words before we wrap up for today? You know, for once, I can actually be silent. Miracles happen. That's amazing. I'm kidding. Man, well, guys, thank you for watching, and thank you for... Thank you guys for tuning in to the Daddyhood Rocks podcast. <laughs>